0: So there, so there, so there, so there, let me know your thoughts. So there, so there, so there, let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep
1: saying let us know your thoughts?
0: Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead in for so there,
1: so there.
0: Welcome to episode 44 of so, so
1: there. there, I'm Tom Karamitis. And I'm Gary Doyle. So what's good. new in your world, Tom?
0: Well, I've uh, been watching a lot of the Olympics. Ah, as and, have I. Yeah, I have some observations on that we can talk about today. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, you know, it's just funny. I don't know about you. I, uh, just as a general observation, I, I, find, I just find the whole Olympic thing a little bit depressing, depressing. Well, you know, it feels like a lot of it just feels like glorified practice sessions cuz there's no there's nobody in the stands. It's just kind of big echoey arenas and um, plus the other thing is I'm totally burned out on swimming. I feel like every time I turn it on, there's some there's like there must be like 500 <laughs> swimming events. Every imaginable length, every imaginable stroke, every imaginable combination of relays and individuals and uh, and, and then just kind of the, the other thing that I always get tired of, just at least in, I imagine it's the same in every country, but I feel like this this overall uh, obsession with only the thinking people only want to see American athletes. You know, it's got to be, you know, if, if this God forbid, there's not an American in some race, you're not going to see it. I, I don't know. I did guess I'm more interested in, in, in just the great volume and variety of events than there are in seeing every American Every heap that involves an American in swimming, I mean, like last night I was know there's table tennis there's wrestling there's rugby there's fencing I mean there's all these things that you'll never see in prime time because every time I turn it on it's just swimming
1: well first i'd like to
0: ask Tom, why do you hate america i don't hate America, I love as you know, I love all people
1: <laughs> you don't like the uh U.S.A. U.S.A. <laughs> Chanting, you know, like that.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. Well, and, and and a lot of it. I frankly in past a lot of past Olympics, I started get the I started to not like a lot of the American athletes because I felt like Americans more than any other athletes were just all about kind of chest thumping and you know all about them. And I mean, I, I saw what, what
1: was the team? Was well, that's because they are. Yeah, I mean, not not, I, not 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 U.S. athletes, but. Americans in general, <laughs> so it stands the reason that U.S. athletes would ha- have the same traits. I mean, the, what was it? Was it
0: the the, the team from the men's rugby team, was it from Fiji or something that oh. won a, a rugby gold medal? And the whole team, they were crying, and I just thought, you know, how, it was, I don't know, it was just, there was just something genuine and, and a little bit, God forbid, Americans should be a little more humble at times,
1: you know? Well, Tom, as the old Nike ad said, you don't win silver, you lose gold. That's the American's point of view. Okay. I agree with you. I uh, I think if you were an alien that, that dropped in from outer space to, to observe the Olympics, or at least the Olympic coverage on television, you would think the Olympics are actually swimming and gymnastics. Those are the only two sports in the Olympics. Swimming and gymnastics. I remember... When I was a kid, I don't know about you, but when I would watch the Olympics when I was a kid, they would show all kinds of sports. There would be, you know, uh, what's the one with shooting? The pentathlon and, and uh, you know, uh, biking and, and boxing. And, 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 and it was all kinds of sports. It was just all, the, all the, the popular ones and all the weird ones. And it felt much more like a... Um, Mosaic of sports than it does now. Or clearly, they're just saying, "Well, we've got to put on the air what people are going to watch." You know, people are going to watch swimming and gymnastics, and I think starting this week, track and field. But that's about it. I've and completely ba- forgotten about
0: boxing and 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 basketball. I mean, All you're right. absolutely right. And the fact that the Tokyo is is whatever it is that 13, <sighs> 14 hours ahead of us. Since obviously none of these events are live, that the, the networks have the uh, have the ability to showcase whatever events they want. Now, I, I get it. The NBC has a... There's probably four or five NBC-affiliated networks that are showing programming. Uh, you know, there's M- MSNBC and I think...
1: Yeah, USA. but they don't, they don't count. They don't count, Nobody right. Nobody watches those.
0: Right. So, okay, so what is NBC showing? You're right. NBC has pretty much just been showing, at least during the evenings, swimming um, and uh, some gymnastics. Um, and, yeah, as you say, track and field seems to be starting up now, but... but and they do this kind of... Uh, this obligatory, uh, slightly perfunctory. Okay, we're gonna go show you. and Mike Tirico comes on and says, "We're gonna give you a quick tour of
1: what else You're is right. going on." I'll the Olympic it's roundup. Seconds. It's it's yeah. like at 10:30 at night they get to the <laughs> Olympic roundup, and then it's 10 minutes of of all the interesting stuff. It's like, wow, there's uh, there's, there's skateboarding, and <laughs> there's, there's mountain biking <laughs> in the who knew there's mountain biking in the Olympics and skateboarding and and uh, you know shooting. Now you'd think you'd think america would win the gold medal for shooting wouldn't you <laughs> i mean the the other countries would just go you know what you guys win we're not even going to compete that's right Every the other countries would just throw in the towel and say well shooting i mean Since there's
0: 150 million gun enthusiasts nobody, in this nobody's country nobody's better at
1: that than the u.s americans we give up Uh, that's right, great right yeah it's uh, yeah I I, I I agree I and and the, and the time delay is not helping I I struggle to not see what happened in the Olympics between between the news that's on the home pages you look at and the news alerts that pop up on your on your phone and your laptop and you can't you can't get away from it even if you want to you can't get away from hearing what happened you know so so a lot of times you find out what's happened before the uh, you know, before it happens. So it's, uh, yeah, it's tough in the lack of uh, fans and all that. And uh,
0: there's one other thing about swimming that I think was really irritating me. I wanted to see if you, if it bothered you as much as me. Um, There's a commentator and I don't know what his name is. He's obviously an ex. Oh,
1: he's he's (laughs) hopped up. Oh my God. wound
0: up. Not only, he, he's wound up about everything. Yeah, I mean, he's practically right. shrieking. He, he, <laughs> he, he just comes out. The, the superlatives, I mean, the, 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 you know, everything is like the best I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um, and coming, then in, he,
1: coming in hot.
0: Oh, yeah. And he's got, he's got, he has got only has one gear. Right, one gear. Uh, the, the other thing about him, last night, he, everything he talks about is so inside. He's, he was talking about some swimmer who came in third or fourth, and he says, and for all you haters out there that were dissing him, <laughs> i don't know what the hell is he talking about i mean i I would venture to guess for 95 percent of the population the viewing population the only time they ever watch swimming is during the olympics
1: more than 95 percent i mean how many haters of that swimmer are there maybe Uh, how many four maybe four maybe (laughs) maybe his neighbor who when he was a paper boy and didn't deliver the paper uh, properly you know how many people really are haters probably not very many Mm
0: -hmm. i mean if you asked me to name swimmers i would name Mark Spitz and 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 what's his name? The the tall uh, who, uh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Like we have a running debate in my home about whether Michael Phelps is uh presenting himself well as a as a person. I I like his beard and his hair and uh and my family does not. Oh, you are uh, how his his as appearance. a commentator. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Yeah. I well you're you're leaving out you're also leaving out the swimmer Rowdy Gaines. I couldn't have named Rowdy Gaines I, he's one? not that famous. I just wanted to say Rowdy Gaines. Right. his first name is Rowdy <laughs> which is also which is also very American. <laughs> <laughs> I also think with swimming they need to your point about there's 5,000 races they need to do away with the preliminaries. Right. I mean, let's just decide who the eight best swimmers are in any given race and say you're the best. I mean, there there has to be an easy way of doing this, right? You're, You're the eight best. You qualify. You have the best times, whatever. And that's the race. Enough of these preliminaries and stuff. Right. That's. You know, nobody wants to sit through those, especially when there's not an American, because, as you know, we only care about the Americans. I was interested at the, the, this weird
0: ritual that a lot of the swimmers have before the race starts. You know, they'll, they'll splash themselves with water. You know, they'll kind of lean over the pool. They'll kind of cup water in their hands and they'll right. splash. Right. And then one guy and that they cut away from him, part of his ritual was to pull open the front of his trunks <laughs> and dump a handful of water <laughs> Oh, onto his crotch. Oh my. Yeah, I, oh my. I, 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 just these odd little uh, huh. affectations they all have. Uh, well, have
1: you noticed how many of them also slap themselves? Yeah, on the chest they yeah. whack themselves. On a lot of them, like what? What would be the purpose of smacking yourself? Is, that a, the, is, the,
0: is the equivalent? Is it the the equivalent
1: of smelling salts? Just
0: quickly <laughs>
1: wake yourself up? Or <laughs> I also don't understand. Have you noticed how the divers, after they dive in the water, they get out and take a shower? Yeah. You're already wet. (laughs) What are you trying to prove? You're already... You know, you jump in the water, you get out and take a shower. By the way, I I don't understand that.
0: I, I did have an epiphany right there on smelling salts. I think we should do a whole podcast on smelling salts because... Do you ever hear of them anymore? They were there was something you'd hear about and see about on tv in the 70s you know if somebody's like lightheaded you put smelling salts into the nose and they whip their head back and <laughs> you never hear about smelling salts anymore Do they exist really was it think, dangerous you
1: really think that'd be worth a whole
0: podcast <laughs> my next solo podcast all right sneak peek tom Karamidas on smelling salts
1: and if you were an alien also coming out of matter space you would think that there's only one kind of ad allowed in the olympics and that is a vignette ad uh, aka an, the anthems an anthem ad that is expensive and has a big track behind it and uh, and if you were an alien that's what you'd think were mandated to be a commercial in the olympics That all the ad agencies must make these kind of commercials that's what you'd think if you were an alien. Well, Gary, for the uninitiated, why don't you explain what an anthem commercial really is?
0: <laughs> well,
1: Since first you're of all, creative director. First of all, all, all and, uh, and all the creatives listening to this know this. All anthem commercials are called anthem. <laughs> Quote anthem, and That's then the they're title. all si- they're all sixty seconds. And if and if the creative team is really excited about their idea, they're in ninety. So, yeah, they're anthem, and they're called that because they're anthemic. And um, and and I think uh, ad agencies make a lot of them for a lot of reasons because they sell campaigns, because they seem important and large, and uh, and that's catnip to have your your campaign seem large and important both to creatives and uh, and clients. Uh, and so, yeah, you, 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 you make an ad called Anthem.
0: They seem to be filled with um, kind of lots of kind of big, unrelated, cliched images. And I was actually thinking about that this morning. It's one of my favorites, and you'll see this in loads of Anthem commercials, is the obligatory shot of people in a convertible going down a desert highway and the, <laughs> the passenger will have his or her hand out the window, letting the the, the, the air run through <laughs> her fingers deep in thought with sunglasses on. But the, you're right. No matter what the, what the client is they're they're, they're kind of filled with the same imagery, a big expensive music track and some kind of high concept copy. That's, uh, uh, you know, that, that's kind of bigger than, than seems to, it doesn't seem to want to sell sell you anything beyond the, the, the noble idea of this brand in general. And they start to all look the same. You can, you can see an Anthem coming a mile away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and, um, you know, it makes me think that there's a, uh, there's a healthcare insurer, health insurer called Anthem, I'm sure you're aware of this. They're a large healthcare concern. It would be interesting if if Anthem, the healthcare company, made an anthem, and then, uh, and then they needed a piece of music that was an anthem. So when you talk about the the music in the commercial, it would be the anthem, anthem, anthem.
0: <laughs> so there. But I did want to talk about, uh, to me, the antithesis of the anthem commercial, uh, which to me is was just the ultimate in a in, in laziness. And Gary, uh, I'd like you to listen to it now and tell me what you think of this this jingle I just sent you.
1: If pain's ailing you and relief's over. Hempvana, the number one hemp pain relief brand in America, available now in stores everywhere. (laughs) All right, now first, hemp (laughs) hemp, is that hempvana? 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 Oh, Nirvana,
0: hempvana. Right, right, exactly. Uh. What could be lazier? What could be lazier? I'd love to know who the music company was who just said, "You know what? We'll just use the happy birthday jingle, the happy (laughs) birthday song." (laughs) <laughs> public, pu- public domain. Yes, as of about 2 <laughs> years ago. Yes. What, what what why would a music company, I mean, really, could, could it be any lazier than that? I mean, what were the lyrics again? <laughs> hemphana, hemphana. Your body will thank you. I mean, <laughs> if you were in the car driving with your kids and 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 you know, they asked you to come up with a jingle for Hamfana, that's something you'd come up with just <laughs> to kind of get onto another topic because you're pulling into the McDonald's drive-thru and you want to figure out what they want for lunch. I mean, it would take all of about 12 seconds
1: of thought. And some music house charged a tidy $15,000. Exactly. (laughs) Tom, as you know, I am a hot commodity in the ad industry. Uh, I get a lot of job inquiries. I get a lot of people that want me to come work for them. And, of course, I don't pay that much attention because I'm very happy in my job. But uh, I do I do get a lot because I'm a hot property. And um, recently, I got a job inquiry, a job listing from a agency in Los Angeles called Toto. I started thinking about... Um, about what it would be like if you worked at Toto. And you might call this a bit of a lightning round. Lightning round. All right, so what if you worked at Toto? Would you have a better chance of getting a job if your name was Rosanna? (laughs) Per, would you perhaps advance sooner, if your name was Rosanna? Would they say, when a when a client request, when a client requests to get out of hand, you know, to to kind of ruin the work, right? They get a little bit out of hand. Does the agency say, hold the line? <laughs> All right, folks, let's hold the line here. We're not going to let this idea get bad. Hold the line. Um, would the pitch for prospective hires at Toto going to be? Uh, would it say? It's gonna take a lot to take you away from Toto once you start working at Toto it's gonna take a lot to take you away from Toto if you're um, if you if you work at Toto and you're doing subpar work and you and you fear you're becoming a hack are you frightened of the things that I've become are there bongos in the lobby at the Toto agency for some random reason. And finally, if you go to work there, do you know there's a chance you may die in a bizarre gardening accident?
0: Oh that's right, because that was actually that was actually the fate of somebody from I know the line was from, from Spinal Tap, but but that
1: actually really happened with one of the members of Toto, right? It was the drummer. Yeah. Just like the drummer in Spinal Tap died of a bizarre gardening accident. And uh, it was Jeff, Jeff Porcaro that died yeah, in yeah. a bizarre gardening accident. Yeah. The, okay, that last one was a little bit obscure.
0: I can replace it for you, though. <laughs> okay. When,
1: when Gary Doyle comes in
0: for his interview, do the people in HR look at him and say, you'd better watch out. There's a stranger in town. You better watch out, there's a stranger in town.
1: You know, that was a huge hit. I don't know that one. Was that a huge hit? I'll play you a piece of it. <laughs> Did that lightning round take you back to your days at Karaoke Bleu in Los Angeles when you, you know would what? sing Africa on stage? You 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 finally brought up some
0: music I could relate to. All right, the fact that something coming out of the out of the seventies and
1: eighties. So thank you for that. Karaoke Bleu used to have it was quite a it was quite a karaoke venue because the stage had instruments on stage that. You could play, and it actually had bongo drums on stage. So Tom Karamidas, before he sang the song in the intro, would do the bongos. You know,
0: and also, in an interesting nod to pre-COVID days, if I remember, there was also a saxophone on stage that, and that any drunk patron could just put his mouth
1: on at any time, and you did. During my Sharona, if I. I was going to say, this drunk patron did put his mouth on that saxophone and played, picked it up and played the sax solo, or no, the guitar solo to my Sharona on Which saxophone. Train, yeah,
0: and you did on saxophone. That was amazing.
1: It's amazing I'm alive today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, I had one more observation. I was out on my. Uh, my walk this morning, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I'm always amazed by by people, why why bike enthusiasts need to wear, wear all the regalia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't quite, why can't you just bike in, in regular shorts and a t-shirt? Why do you have to wear the spandex, not just the spandex shorts, and because and, what they'll say about that is, oh, it gives padding to the, the groin area because those seats are tough. But then they also wear the spandex tops, you know, and i I don't, I don't understand it's almost like if you and I went to a, a baseball game and wore a full uniform, you know i don't <laughs> down to stirrup spa- stirrup socks
1: and spikes, you know well, it's not just spandex it's, it''s it's spandex with like the Italian racing logos on yeah it, like cinzano and uh, and all these these Italian oh yeah, we have tons of those going through Lake Bluff. I call them the little bike people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah they're, uh, they're 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 mid 50s suburban men who who think they're in the the Tour de Tour de Tour de France Thank you for saying it that
0: way I never understand why Americans will say Tour de France <laughs> but what but getting into the bike thing I I don't understand to your point if they're competing in a race okay and every single bit of of clothing that might be flapping would, would be wind resistance but these are you know 50 60 something people just out for a Saturday bike ride and they're wearing their their stupid uniforms I don't really get it plus they're not very complimentary
1: on most physiques as you know Well Tom maybe maybe because the gymnastics are so uh popular right now in the olympics i'll wear a unitard to the grocery store like the little bike people wear the professional outfit
0: so you can do some kind of vault on the 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 (laughs) in the the, 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 the checkout line
1: (laughs) gary doyle wearing a unitard would clear out the jewel so fast it would be like a bomb threat
0: Well, I, I checked for viewer mail. Uh, if you remember last, last time um, I had encouraged I have a friend who works at PBS in washington d c and I was kind of pontificating about how PBS yeah. um, you know raises money and, and, and I invited her to to set me straight. And uh, I sent her a text and she said she would and she didn't she didn't obviously didn't listen to the episode and didn't respond to my request so I I don't have a follow-up on that unfortunately and we don't have any viewer mail to comment on either this is you know I kind of feel like our little podcast universe is just getting smaller and smaller
1: you know and it's it's sad I don't know what we need to do I prefer to think of it as more selective it's a more selective uh, discerning audience
0: maybe we Tom. need to have some kind of huge maybe we need to do another conversations with legends and bring on like Robert De Niro and Barack <laughs> Obama and Bruce Springsteen all in the same episode personal favors
1: um, you know I, my invite to Tony Fauci to appear on the episode is still out there in the ether
0: he never responded
1: no, he never. Well, I, no, I, I, I got a response right away saying that, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci is very busy these days and he, he will respond to your request as soon as he can. So he's not gotten to it yet. But, you know, I'm thinking with the spike in the Delta variant that he might see the urgency to come on the pod and, and speak to our 12 listeners.
0: <laughs> hey. If any of those 12 listeners are not vaccinated, then it's time well spent. I think he would agree with that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so
0: Tony Fauci, if you're listening, if any of Tony Fauci's friends are listening, please shoot him a text and say, Tom and Gary have given you an open invite. Open invite. On So There.
1: Well, Tom, we could go on for hours, uh, but, uh, you know, we have to be merciful toward our listeners and, and wrap this up this time. So, uh, for, uh, for Tom... Karamidas and Gary Doyle. Uh, we hope you listen to. <laughs> it's awkward, <laughs> isn't it? Very difficult here. to do this. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening to. So, so there. there.